Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting today with Ramsey Personality and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, George Camel. So it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, starting us off, this hour is... Tamara in San Diego. Hey, Tamara, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, yes, this is me, Tamara Simmons. I'm a college student. I go to uh, Grace Mon Community College. Oh, and great. I kind of, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. I'm kind of nervous because I watch you guys show like all the time. Just oh, well, we appreciate We're that. so mm-hmm. glad you called today. Wow, you act like you just want a game show. All right. I love it. Love the energy. What's your question? How can we help? Okay, so um, I'm in $6,000 uh, $6, in credit card debt with Navy Federal with the green card. and But I have a student grant that's coming in that's like $4,000. The only thing is um, I'm a caregiver nurse. And so I had got ill from COVID and scabies. So um, I couldn't, my payments of, you know, getting paid went down the drain. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm kind of nervous. No, you're That's all right. So you couldn't work because you were sick, which means you missed a few paychecks? Yeah. Okay. Are you working now? Um, it's really hard to get back into the, that field because of, I'm, I don't have a consistent client. Okay. So it's only fill-in. Okay. Is so, there any other kind of nursing you can do? Um, I apply for other jobs, but since it's the COVID vaccination shot, since it's the um, COVID vaccination, um, I'm a, I'm a have early, I'm <clears throat> sorry, allergic reactions. Oh, so you can't get the vaccine, yeah. which means they they okay. won't hire you. This is you. probably going to be a hard industry to be in, Tamara. Is there? Uh, how are you? How are you paying your bills right now? Are you making any kind of income? So, as in for right now, I do DoorDash, but I only can make like two fifty a night for DoorDash. But that uh, that causes a lot of problems to the car. Okay, and I already I already bought like three cars in the past and I know how that goes okay. with cars. How much money so do you I'm have in the to, bank? So what I have in the bank right now is about like uh, $30. But oh, I wow. know my student grant is, yeah, I know my student grant is going to come. I've been maintaining stuff. I still have a phone bill I have to pay. I still have SDNG I have to pay. So i kind of been paying little stuff with DoorDash. And when do Other you get this that, when do you get the grant, the four thousand dollars? Um, they they told me next they told me next week. Okay, okay. So yeah, I would hang on, keep doing, you know, the DoorDash whatever you can to continue to just keep your head above water until you get that grant. And then you're gonna have to have, yeah, plan B happening really soon, Tamara, because that $4,000, it's gonna go rather quickly. And so being able to say, okay, nursing in the medical field you know, not having the vaccination, I'm assuming, I'm not a medical professional, uh, is going to be going to hurt your chances of finding any employment yeah. in that field. So sure. if there's something else that you're passionate about um, and to be able to do something on the side, but I think while in school, picking up these side hustles is going to be your best bet. And even if it's, you know, house sitting, dog sitting, 
um, yes, the DoorDash, the Instacarts, all of that until you're out of school and then finding something, you know, and, and even if it's, it's not, may not be in the medical field, George, but I'm like, even, um, you know, getting a, uh, entry level, you know, assistant job or, uh, cause you said you were a caregiver, Tamara. So maybe you're really great at, at helping and serving people and it could be more in a office setting versus, uh, a medical yeah. setting, uh, but but really finding that is gonna is gonna be huge, and that six thousand dollars of debt that you're gonna start to work to pay off, and so that's kind of cut up the those cards, out. please. Don't even give yourself the option of going further into debt. That's right. All right, up next we have Alex in Indianapolis. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel George, can you hey. hear me okay? Yes, we can. How can we help? Hey, so I'll try to keep it brief. I'm 33 and I just started a new job. And I'm trying to figure out what to do with my um, money in my 401k from my old job. So I have about 430000 in a brokerage account, kind of a bridge fund I was saving up for. 200 in my Roth IRA and about 200 left from my old employer 401k. So I had not known that I was going to get a job right away. So I saved up about an extra 70 grand as kind of a bridge fund. Um, until I found a job or if I want to take a little sabbatical or something. So I'm trying to figure out if I should either, one, invest or move the pre-tax 401k, that 200000 um, into my Roth IRA and pay the taxes with that seventy grand, or if I should just invest it and keep going into my brokerage fund, kind of that bridge fund I'm, I'm developing now, which will eventually probably be a house fund. Where are you so at in the baby steps? Do you have any debt? No, I'm in David Step Seven. Um, I haven't had debt for awesome. My whole what life, do you really. do, Alex? Uh, I'm an engineer. Um, Amazing. I You've worked done a... at my previous company for about ten years, okay. and they started a, a Roth 401k about halfway through. So half my money I've already kind of moved out of that 401k. It's the pre-tax stuff that wasn't Roth in that first five years that I, right, right. That I was working there. Yeah, I mean that's we we would tell people you know don't do the the Roth rollover because of the tax burden until you're at baby step seven. But if you've got a paid for house and you've got the money to cover the tax burden on that, great that could be a great option to do a direct rollover. I would not cash it out and invest that money uh, because that will create a whole new set of tax burden that I don't want you to experience because of all the penalties there. So if you do a direct rollover, you'll avoid all of that. But you'll pay for the taxes, but you have that 70 grand to, to cover it. Yeah, and that's, you know, and, and so I don't own a house yet, and that's what that 430 um, is going to probably uh, okay. do once I get to a, and so that's kind of where, I, that's I would, why, you know, I'm chunking. Oh, go ahead. If you don't have a house, I would personally just do a direct rollover to a traditional IRA. Okay. And Instead of the Roth, that because that- and yes. keep that for the house for that for a down payment on the house. Yeah, I would use that bridge and brokerage outside of an emergency fund. I would use all the liquid cash you have that's non-retirement towards that house. And if you can pay cash, man, you're crushing it. I mean, how cool would it be if you could just pay cash for your first home? Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I just I'm not going to be in a location where I'm going to stay for another two years. My fiance, she's uh, um, finishing her fellowship, and I know we're going to move after that so sweet kind of, um, that's great so at 35 yeah, you keep stacking up cash you pay cash for your first home you've you're already a millionaire 
but definitely do the direct rollover to avoid any taxes in the situation to the traditional IRA. And get the real estate, get that first house yeah. with and that I'd extra be working, money. If you don't have a financial advisor already, a SmartVestor Pro, go connect with one at RamseySolutions.com. A guy of, you know, with where you're at financially, you're going to be ultra, ultra wealthy, and we want to make sure that you are a good, great steward of what you're building, man. Yeah, That's awesome. Great job, Alex. Great job. Thanks for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. The Ramsey Show. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. So, George, normally I am very prepared for this show, and anything that's thrown my way oh, besides the callers, I am I'm, I'm on the ball. But this, I am not. Yes, yeah, so we... So, I'm really on the edge of my seat for what's about to happen. A minimum of like 47 people have sent me this video being like, we need you guys to react to this video. We need your thoughts on this. Is this true? What's your take? And so Rachel has not seen this. I have seen it, and we're going to get Rachel's kind of blind reaction here. Are you ready for this? Uh, I'm not even going to set it up. I don't even know what's about to happen. So if it's a friend's clip, I'll probably quote it. It is not. If it's a quote from Notting Hill, I'm I'm probably going to know the scene. I don't know. It's hot hot money advice from social media. Oh, okay. Get ready. Rich people help their kids get perfect credit scores long before those kiddos can apply for their own credit card. And it's not even that complicated. I can explain it to you. I'm Vivian, your rich BFF, and your favorite Wall Street girly who you follow for all the money secrets. As soon as my kid is born, I'm going to set them up as an authorized user on my credit card. As you can see, with the exception of Discover and American Express, most of these credit card issuers don't have a minimum age requirement. This means I will be issued a credit card with their name on it, but I'll be responsible for paying the bill. And you're probably wondering, what does a baby need a credit card for? They don't. Instead of giving the card to them, I'm either going to cut it or I'm just going to put it in a safe location. I will then proceed to make on-time payments on my credit card bill every single month. By doing so, I'll start building good credit for my kid, allowing them to leech onto my good credit. By the time they finish high school, they'll have built a credit history of 18 years and have a score in the high 700s or even 800s. This will help them rent their first apartment or qualify for a great credit card of their own. Oh my gosh, you know what I just went to, y'all? What if someone watches that on Instagram and they're terrible with money, they put their kid in this situation and they don't pay their bills on time? Does that mean you just screwed your kid's financial future? Like, Ding, 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 ding. That is so scary to me. Vivian, I've seen her videos and she does have some great videos. I have seen her. 
there she's is some very, stuff she does. She's a sharp, that I, sharp uh, yes, young lady. But we don't agree the debt thing, which we don't agree with like anyone on social media because we're I feel like we're the only ones that talk about being debt free for the most part. So I don't agree with all that. But like that's scary to put that out there and trust the American culture who has like average fifteen thousand dollars a credit. But Rachel, this is what the wealthy do. Okay, oh this is gosh. what the true rich are doing to set that their kids up for success. That literally gave me anxiety. I don't have anxiety. I don't really like anxiety is not my thing, but I just had it. <laughs> like, that makes me so sad for kids. Like, Can I tell you, Rachel? Like, anytime a pa- like I just, I can't, I don't trust it. And the fact that, yes, okay, hold on, hold on. I have so many thoughts. Okay. Okay, hit us. And then, and then B is like, you don't need a credit score, right? Like our thing is like, you shouldn't have a credit card anyways. You don't need a credit score. Don't be like trying to, like rig the system to get a good credit score because listen teach your kid to pay for everything with cash and then when they went home they can do manual underwriting and they're fine so it's unnecessary number one or number two but number one she's advising people that most of america's terrible with with their credit cards so like they're gonna screw their kids right like is yes. that is that am i am i you just you just uh solved the problem rachel i went to the comment section and the very first comment was like my parents did this to me and they tanked my credit score by the time I was 18 because they mismanaged money and now it screwed me over. Okay, here's a question. I probably shouldn't even get into this weight in this water because I don't know. But like I, I, have, I have known two people, not like really close friends, but enough that they've like shared this with me, that their, that their identity was stolen from an aunt and uncle that raised them. Oh. And the uncle took the, right, and I know that this is not stealing your identity, but it is weird that you can put someone's name, you know, on the account. User. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It creates a whole mm. bunch of future and potential problems. And on paper, you know, she's going, well, yeah, if you do it perfectly, it could work out great for your kid. But there's a much higher probability that you're going to hurt your kid financially 18 years from now and that creates resentment and they go thanks mom and dad oh i would be pissed if i turned 18 and my parents were like sorry we tried to help you but we got behind here and there and now you're you got to dig yourself out of this hole with this credit score because you have a really bad one even though you've done nothing to it that you didn't do you know how that's it's frightening that is. And you talk about how to actually raise your kids when it comes to money in Smart Money, Smart Kids. And there's a lot of simple things you can do that don't involve opening a credit card for a baby. What are we doing, America? I know. Oh, that's so scary. I know. So we talk about it a lot on this show, but you know, you can try to kind of like beat the system and figure out what, how to do this, that, that, and that to win. But when it comes down to it, it is your behavior. What you choose to do with money is how you're going to win. And I think one of the one of the gifts parents can give their kids is teach teach them how do you handle money and actually show them, hey, you have to work. We're doing this with our kids, or the two girls at least, Charles is, he's Sweet three Charles. and he just probably will never, I'll probably just give him money all the time. He's not already Boys invested are in just, the market. There's just something in my heart about Charles. I'll be like, you can just stay with me forever. But the girls were like, okay, you know, you got to do, you know, Caroline's five now. So they're, they are, they're doing chores and they understand, okay, if I work here, if I work and do this, this and this, that we've very much communicated then money you get money and they're at the young age where now we're not, they're not saving up for anything. They're five and seven. So we get to go to Target or a toy store here in, in Nashville, you know, and they get to spend some of their money in a few weeks and they love it and it's great. And then as they get older, you start to teach them, okay, now that you know where money comes from, it comes from work. Now we're going to give, we're going to save and we're going to spend. Here are three things that you can do with money. 
And under our roof, you're going to practice these things. You're going to you're going to make mistakes, and we're going to allow you to make mistakes, and that's great. Uh, you're going to get some victories and a little bit of this like dignity of, oh wow, I did that, and 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 you can start to see progress. It's that behavior that you want to instill with your kids because that's what gives them the dignity when they leave home at 18 that they get to go and win because they have the knowledge. Mm. And that's and that's my story. You know, people think that <laughs> some people do. I guess everyone's like, well. You know, you guys are good with money because your dad just gives you money. I'm like, you think Dave Ramsey like sends me secret checks in the mail? That would be awesome. If he did, that would be great. He doesn't. But the gift that they gave us as kids is like understanding how to do this stuff at 18. And so thank God, you know, we were able to avoid debt and know how to budget, know how to save. And we're not perfect with money, but learning those basics, you get to start that at 18, which is a gift where a lot of people start, you know. 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s. Because they're way in the hole. Yeah, because, you know, they they didn't know this stuff. Um, but man, that's the gift you want to give your kids, not trying to like finagle this this debt playing industry and how to work it. And like, no, give them the knowledge and the experience and that, that's what will take them places. Absolutely. This is, and so I covered the, the whole debunking all the credit score myths that she's talking about. You need a credit score to rent an apartment. You need a credit score. And it's just not true. And I'm just tired of us perpetuating these myths that cause people to go into debt, which, by the way, is the only way to create a credit score and maintain one is to do that and pay it off perfectly. Every single factor has to do with debt. And the problem here is that it doesn't set your kid up for financial success. They can still be in a pile of debt when they graduate college because they have their great credit score. Right. So if you want to set them up, set up a 529 or an ESA when, they, when they're when born and do that for 18 years now and that's invest in Right, it. that they can go to school and pay for it because, of, yes, that's and right. And help them start to do a budget and show them how to manage their money wisely as they get their first job and show yes. them that not having debt sets you up. And as we see these new generations come up, I think we're going to see that where they go, oh gosh, they're stressed out because they have all these student loans. I don't want one of those. Yes. No, thank you. Well, there was an article that I read a few weeks ago and they talked about that even within Gen Z uh, a lot. There's like, you know, I mean, every generation I know has, you know, the the good eggs and the bad eggs in the bunch, but how they're, they're interviewing a couple of them. They said, well, I'm watching my older siblings, millennials, mm graduate you know with yeah six figures of debt they're stressed out because of what's going on when you know the covid shutdown happened they didn't have savings and they're like i don't want to be that yes and so there is a little bit of that rebellion of like whatever that system was that the millennials and the gen y and the boomers were trying to play like i don't want to do that so learn that's great we just did a whole episode on smart money happy hour called scroll with caution how to spat bad money advice advice on social media so go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts smart money happy hour just released yesterday and we do a lot of reacts to a lot of money advice out there some hot takes and a lot of laughs man yeah make sure to check that out this is the ramsey show One of the most common pieces of advice I give folks trying to get out of debt is to sell the car. But it's important to sell the smart way by using CarWiser. CarWiser is a completely free service that gets you offers from all the top online dealerships instantly. Just enter your vehicle information and boom, you're ready to pick up an offer and get paid. CarWiser saves you hours of time and hassle. So go to CarWiser.com Ramsey. That's CarWiser.com Ramsey. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, co-hosting today with the one and only George Camel. Wow. There's a lot of George Camels out there. You but are the one and only, George. That. The one and only. It. Well, guys, there's nothing I love more than spending Dave's money and giving <laughs> it to you this time of year, no questions asked. And, uh, and I still get to keep my job at the end of it. And that is exactly what happens with the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway. It is back, and you could win one of our weekly $500 prizes or the grand prize, $5,000. No, it's no Powerball, but you got a much better chance of winning this one than the Powerball. Uh, and you don't have to spend a dime. Think about what having that extra cash in your budget could do. You could uh, buy a George Camel portrait to hang in your foyer. <laughs> you like that, Rachel? Foyer. You could use it to buy Christmas gifts. You could pay off your smallest debt and get started on that debt snowball. So if you want to enter this giveaway, just go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. You can enter every single day to increase your chances of winning. No purchase necessary, but hey, sorry kids. If you're uh, under 18, you cannot enter. Oh, man. But, hey, tell your parents to do it. That's great. <laughs> RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. And we're just getting started with the cash giveaway. That's right. We go all out for Christmas. We're putting our best-selling books and tools on sale for as low as 10 bucks. That's right. We are somehow overcome inflation, Rachel. It's not the $11 sale. It's the $10 sale. So find the perfect gift for literally everyone on your list, like Dave's book, Baby Steps Millionaires, Ken Coleman's book, From Paycheck to Purpose, Dr. John Deloney's Questions for Humans, Conversation Cards, all new to the $10 sale. And Rachel, if you go to the store right now, you'll notice there's a new item in there. Oh, merch. uh, We've never had this at Ramsey and it's here. I've been waiting for it because I see like shirts on Etsy that are terribly designed with our stuff on it. I'm like, oh, we need to be, we we could do it better than that. And what do you have, George, right now? For all all those watching on YouTube can see this. Live like no one else t-shirt. It's very rock and roll. It is very cool. Sporting it with a denim jacket. Uh, and it's a, it's super soft and And the detail is beautiful on it. We can just go like fashion blogger oh on it. Oh my gosh. But it is fun. And so the team, uh, they gave me one of these because I love free stuff. And so it's not free for you, America, but it is, uh, it's up there on the store. So if you want some merch, it's a great gift this Christmas for people who have been following the plan. Yeah. And you want to celebrate and it's a great conversation starter at the grocery store. They're like, what does that mean? Live like so no one else. It's a, it's a great way to do that. RamseySolutions.com. You can shop our biggest $10 sale yet uh, and enter the cash giveaway. All right. Up next, we have David in Philadelphia. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rachel and George, for having me on. And uh, George, I want to start by saying I like free stuff, too. Yes. But I got an interesting situation here to get your opinion on. Um, my parents have had timeshares for over 40 years. And one of the sales pitches is you can pass it on to your kids. Well, do I have to take them? No. If Can you turn down an inheritance? And for that matter, could they rewrite a will and give it to the salesman that sold it to them in the first place? <laughs> Put wow. it right back right back in their pocket. Yeah, I don't you definitely do not have to accept a timeshare. And uh, okay. the good news is it's not even an asset and so it's not like they're you're inheriting an asset. You have a okay. sense of ownership. That's what you're being sold with a timeshare and uh, it is not a gift. It is not even free. There are crazy, crazy costs, as you probably know, associated with timeshares, and it goes up every year intentionally to make them more money and make you more broke and have you stuck at the same crappy rental that your parents had for 40 years. Sure. So is, is there a, a good way to get out of one for my mom at this point? Um, you know, she's looked into a couple of the services and some of the reviews we're seeing are people talk about that they're being told not to pay the maintenance fees and it's ruining their credit scores. Not that we're worried about credit scores, but it just seems like it's a 
almost as bad of a thing to get out of as it is to get into. Oh, it is. It's almost, it feels almost impossible to get out of. So yeah, there are um, some companies that do it, but you, yeah, you want to be very specific on which ones because I think there's some terrible ones out there. Um, but there are some that, that do. So I would, I would look at uh, really investigating those, calling them. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at the reviews too, but finding a, a certified one that, that actually has progress and has testimonies of people record. that they, yep, that they've helped. But it, it's a, it's hard. That's what sucks about timeshares. Once you get in them, it's, it feels like nearly impossible to get out. It's not easy. And if you need convincing of this, go to eBay and go to sold and completed listings and search timeshare, and you will see timeshares being sold for ninety nine cents. And it's kind of like the quicksand on Gilligan's Island. You just can't get out of it. Once <laughs> exactly. You get so uh, do yeah. not accept this under any circumstances. Just say no thanks, Tom Hanks, to your parents and say, I appreciate that, but I uh, this is an investment and I'm not prepared to take on this investment because there was a lot of fees associated with it. And uh, if it has to die with them, I'm okay with that. All right, up next, we have Dave in LA, Los Angeles. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hey, George. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. How can we help? Um, so I just took a job offer that uh, it was a 16K pay cut, and I'm kind of thinking whether or not I should send, like talk to them again and tell them, hey, like it's um, I'm actually going to change my mind. Um, the only reason is because um, I, I took the I, the only reason I took the job was because it, it's actually my dream job. And um, but the only thing that I'm thinking about now is that uh, you know I still have you know school debt and some credit card debt that I used uh, for my master's degree. And you know now I'm trying to cash flow wedding, so it, it kind of you know it was a little concerning. But I wanted to see what. Um, you know, that advice that you guys could give, um, was, and you know, if that, if staying in the job is a good idea or, you know, just, uh, moving forward will also be, you know, another option that I have available, I guess. Yeah. Is your current situation job wise? Is it, are you still in it? Have you quit that job? Is it a good, um, environment to be in all of that? If you decided not to um, take the new job? So, yeah, I'm really happy. Like, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a really high paying job. Uh, I'm really thankful. Um, it's just, you know, the opportunity that I had, you know, to accept an offer or, well, I did accept it, um, for, you know, the dream job, you know, it, it was really, uh, um, just the fact that it was my dream job, you know, you just jumped just at it. Yeah. Without really thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean it, you know, you feel terrible for the new employer, but honestly for you, Dave, I mean, my priority is making sure that you're, that you're in a good situation. And since the current job you have, not the new and the current one isn't bad. It's not like you're leaving because of a toxic work environment or something immoral was happening um then i would i mean i would humbly say to the new job like hey i'm i know i accepted this and i mean you didn't sign any contracts or anything right on a legal aspect with the new job um no the only thing they did make me sign was uh the offer letter um but it didn't there was no like um obligation for me to you know come on board um, by a certain date. They haven't given me a start date or anything. I'm still doing the whole pre-employment process. Um, but there was no like uh, obligation for me to come on board and you know sign my life away. To, okay. To Is this dream job, job still going to be on the table two years from now? Um, yes. I, I guess another reason why I took the job was because um, you know there's a lot more room for growth later on and that's kind of like where uh, logically or, or one was one reason why I took the job too because um, 
the differences in levels they they do vary by a lot more here at the at the new job that I'd be taking. So like what's 10, the 000. what's this new job pay compared to the current one? So my current job, um, I am making one ten a year, and then uh, the new one is ninety four. Okay, okay, and how quickly can you move that ninety four salary up? Since you said that there is room to grow. Um, I'm I'm guessing three years. I also got a sign on bonus. I don't know if that that kind of you know uh, pushed me over. How much to, was it? To, to taking the job. Because uh, 20k. Oh. 20k. Okay. Here's here's what I'm thinking. What yeah. if we take this new job since it's the dream job? I assume you're going to excel in it since it's the dream. You're going to grow faster than you think. Mm-hmm. What if you take on a side job to cover the gap so that you can continue the debt snowball and once you're there, you've started increasing your income, your debt is gone. Now you can easily continue in this job. So that's another option there instead of back backing mm-hmm. out of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and especially since there's room for growth, Dave, and you had that $20,000 signing bonus, which is great because that kind of fills in the gap for at least a year, yeah. right? You of, can throw of that, that at your debt. Yeah, and uh, continue to move up. So I'm, yeah, I'm good if you take the new job, especially since you know that there's going to be a growth track and maybe you talk to them, go back even and say, hey, I kind of accepted this pretty quickly. Is there a way to renegotiate maybe even my salary uh, to bump it up a few thousand dollars just to help in the meantime and as just well? Just get a clear plan of what that growth looks like. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Good luck. And uh, yeah, have fun with the new dream job. This is The Ramsey Show. scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 16:18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Mm. <laughs> this quote is from Derek Zoolander. Oh, legendary philosopher. <laughs> do you ever do you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really 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 ridiculously good looking? <laughs> that is one of my favorite quotes on the show so far. Oh, and I do wonder if there is more to man. life. I do often wonder that. Do you ever think? I was hoping you do the accent, the mm-hmm. Zoolander accent. What? I know I can't do it. Can you? I can, but I'm not gonna do it. Do it, George. Read it. Read I don't it. Know if I could do you it, you can do it. Do you ever <clears> think <throat> that maybe there's more to life than being really, really <laughs> ridiculously good looking? <laughs> yes, I don't know, something like that. There you go. I know how much, I know how much you love fashion icons, Rachel. I, how much She's I love big. fashion icons. Zoolander is one. Man, that was like a. That was a moment in our in our, in in our youth that it was like uh, it was a it was a staple. It was a staple. Like Napoleon Dynamite. Remember when that, that was, was like, one too? I know. It was like a brand. It was so your whole funny. personality. It was like the office. The office became people's personalities. Yes. They yes. spoke in office quotes. Oh, so good. Good times. Friends used to be that too. All right, up next we have Titus in Kansas City. Hey Titus, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. How can we help? Yeah, so uh, I just started a clothing brand, and it's really made me come to the realization that, like, I need to get my finances straight because I'm 17, and I've been working for, like, three years, and I have, like, no money. And I've tried to, like, budget, but I just can never, like, stick to it. Mm. How's the business going? Has it made money? 
Um, yeah, I just launched like a couple of days ago, but it's, it's starting to pick up and I'm making sales. So it's working out, but I just want to make sure that I can actually like sustain it and things like that. And I know that if I have bad money habits, it's just going to all go down the drain. I'm not going to know where it went. Well, cool. good for you, Titus, yeah. as an entrepreneur. Love a young entrepreneur. Are you in high school still? Or are you uh, working? What's going on? Oh uh, yeah. I'm a senior right now. I'm graduating in May. Okay. That's are great. you planning on going to college or trade school or are you going straight into entrepreneur life? Um, I would love to just go into entrepreneur life, but I may just take some like business courses or something like that for some networking. Yeah. I think yeah. that's wise to get some education in that space uh, to propel you into this. So with this business, I've, have you gone into debt for it? Because you're saying you're, you're wanting to follow the baby steps. Where are you at financially? Do you have money in the bank? Do you have debt? Um, so I'm not, I don't have any debt and, but I just like, I just, I'm a heavy spender. So like I spend like all my money basically when I get it. And, but I like, I have a good work ethic, so I'll make money and I'll have it coming in. But then I just kind of spend it, even if it's for something like Chloe and it's like, I always have like no money by the end of the month. You sound but, like me, yeah. Titus, at 17. <laughs> <laughs> sound like yeah. a 17 year old. So, I wh- bounced you... three checks, Titus, at oh, Hollister boy. when I was Hollister. your age. Can you guys picture yeah. little Rachel Cruz <laughs> writing a check at Hollister? I did. I did. If you gave um, them a check today, they would be so confused. <laughs> they would be like, what is this? So, Titus, I think, you know, you have a little bit of that personality that if you, do, I'm so thankful you're addressing it now because you you kind of have that personality and that and that grit that you could be one of those people that just out earns their stupidity for a while, right? You just make more money, make more money, and I can still kind of not be good with good with money but i can now earn my stupidity is what it ends up being um and yeah. so you kind of have that a little bit in you which isn't always bad because that means if you can fix one end of that equation and the other one is flourishing of actually making money and now earning you know or earning a ton you're going to be in a great position so i love that at 17 you're self-aware enough to know this and start working on it because you don't have the life you know life in you know right now in the sense of bills and having to be in charge of food and rent and all of that insurance that's right so i would ask yourself titus you know what's causing you to spend one question i ask myself because i know myself well is if any if nobody sees this purchase do i still want it yeah yeah i've asked myself that question too i think a lot of it is just like like obviously just my interest is like very like materialistic so I feel like I just like spend a lot of money on things that I definitely don't need. But like recently after I found your show, like I've just kind of been beating myself up over it the past couple months. And like, I just want to like get straight and know that I'm like really making progress so I can like really build wealth. I don't want to just be like stupid with my hard earned money. You know? Yeah. That's no, a, it's a great. great place to be, but now we got to move forward instead of looking backwards, beating ourselves up. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Tice. You're fine. You're 17, man. You're okay. And you said you're you okay. don't have any debt, right? No, no debt at all. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's okay. okay. Don't. Yeah. So don't be hard on yourself. How much is the business making? Like, where's this income coming from? Because you said you're spending it all. Um. So I work for an entrepreneur academy, and I work about thirty hours a week, and then I also have another job at a grocery store, which I get paid like twelve dollars an hour at, and I get um, I get like fifteen hours. Wow! There. While in so school, full I'm just time. Kind of using that. So, yeah. Are you homeschooled? Like, start the business. Do you go to school? Or are you homeschooled? Um. Yeah, I have like 
half like virtual school and then half like regular school. So I'm able to work like extra hours. Okay. What a time to be alive. Yeah. So I just think, I think for you, Titus, it's, it's just starting to put boundaries and limits Mm -hmm. on your spending. It doesn't mean you can't spend anything, but you want to be very, very diligent. So I would remove anything in your life that makes it easy to spend. And I don't know if that's apps. I don't know if that's your Amazon prime account and you need to log out of it. Uh, If it's the people you're around, like removing those obstacles of where you just are tempted to spend, or if it's a place that you're like, I tempt, you know, I go here, right? Like the mall, Hollister. Oh, that was yeah. that was the old that was that was that was my my place to be at seventeen, and and just to have the discipline right now to say I'm not doing that, and to have a dollar amount that you want to save every month, Titus. That again isn't yeah. your whole paycheck because you want to be able to give some of this money. I want you to practice being generous with some of it. And I want you to be able to spend some of it, but I also want a big savings goal to look at and and start that same you know drive that you have towards these businesses. Make that a drive towards your saving. It's that same kind of spirit to say, I want to move forward in this and be creative and figure this out. And that's what you want to do with your money too. And so hitting that number is also a great way to, to goal set, a realistic number. And on the business side, you know, the baby steps don't apply to business in that sense, but what does apply is living completely debt-free, running your business debt-free, having a pile of money and savings and your reserves to cover um, new expense, a new hire, things coming down the road, an emergency. And so there are things that apply there. I'm going to gift you a few things. Number one is Rachel's book, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, because it's super important to have that self-awareness of, oh, this is why I am the way I am with money, how do I move forward knowing that? So I'm going to gift you that book as well as Dave's book, Entree Leadership. This is how he built this business from a card table in his living room to the empire it is today. And I'm going to throw in one more that could be helpful for you. Our friend Christy Wright wrote a book called Business Boutique that really helps those super small business owners from this is a hobby, this is an idea. Now, how do I actually jump into the marketing? How do I price this really well so that it can grow and flourish? So I'm going to send you all three of those. And and as you uh, grow this business, let us know how it's going. I, I'm inspired by a 17-year-old who's like, yeah. I'm going to do it my way and own this And thing. I would say too, Titus, at your age at 17, I think one of the best ways um, to use your time and your energy and well is just is is investing in yourself, meaning like just learn from this. You know, this this is a great business. You don't have to, you know, don't make it like a, this may not be the thing that you take forever, right? But you're, you're going to learn a lot of lessons in it, which I think is great. Um, but the money that's coming off of the business is what's amazing that you're going to be able to use that because you have a transition coming up at 18 years old, depending on where you go and what you do, that can be very expensive. So having some money set aside will really, really help you. Even if it's with tuition, if you're going to do, you know, even community college, um, anything that's going to be able to help. And then on the, on the other side, even through college, still continue to practice that saving because that that's another big transition yeah. into life. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wring your hands. Don't be freaking out. You're okay. You're doing great. And just getting those money habits. That's the best investment you can make on yourself. Absolutely. Hang on the line. Jen is going to give you those three books. We're going to ship them to you. Wishing you the best, man. Absolutely. George, great hour. Awesome Thanks times. for co-hosting. Thanks. Thanks to everyone in the booth letting the show run. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Do you love a good Dave rant? 
Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.